idea. I will find him! You're not brave. Men are brave. Not about deserve. It's about what you believe. Could have just peed on Like brunch. Like, what is brunch? The story of the defiance is well known. What, are we some kind of suicide squad? Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. Martha! Hello everyone and welcome back to Enter the Snyderverse, where we will be going through every single movie in the DCEU. I am one of your hosts, Kyle. I'm Nathan, I'm your other host. And what, what are we doing today, Nathan? We're talking about the second outing in this DC Extended Universe. Surely the first film that said, we're doing a Marvel. That's what they said. And it was the the film that moved it all off the rails. Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. Is this where it went off the rails? This is... This is where they like they got the audience feedback and started to panic and like change things for the next movie that was already in production at the same time. Oh yeah, like when they were making, they didn't like change anything in this because of like Man of Steel feedback. They just made the film, and then mm-hmm. this is where like everyone got like you know studio notes taking over. For, oh yeah, this was the last Jedi of like of DCEU, and it's only their second outing. See, I would argue that, well, yes, this movie is conceptually a strange idea. I think making the movie after this at the same time, that was the true off-the-rails moment. But we'll get to that next time. <laughs> we will get to that next time. So, should, should we just get into this? You got any preamble? How are you feeling today, Nathan? I'm feeling great. Yeah, we should probably just jump right into it. So, are you feeling okay? We can cut all of this. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling alright. You know. That's very good. I'm happy to. I'm happy to hear it. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, me and Kyle done a little bit of a strange one for this experience. Kyle, how did you first come to this film? How did I first come to it? Uh, yeah, well, this is your first I, time, right? But I'm, I'm giving you. I'm giving you pipe, right, Kyle? I'm giving you something to do here. Okay, I, I mean, I, I, I opened up Netflix and I watched the movie. Yeah, I suppose I suppose you did do that. Really, Kyle, the question there was like a journalist in an interview giving you some lead to answer the question in a satisfying way for the audience. Oh, okay. Well, Nathan, this is my first time watching the film. Ah, okay, yeah. Well, this is going to be a theme for this podcast. Part Barb 1 or 2. So I first saw this film in the cinema, the theatrical version. After I was still in high school at the time, and me and my friend went after an exam. We had one of our big end of year exams, and the weather was horrid. And then we decided to hop ye old public transport into the city, and we we went and saw it after school, and it was certainly an experience. I was very excited for this movie. I just remember that the big hype was kind of massive, but then before the film even came out, oh, the trailers that was. Something you should know about Kyle is he doesn't watch any of the trailers, do you, for anything? Uh, I usually watch the first trailer and then just get a general idea and then skip them all from there. So I am a just an addict for marketing material. I just I just like it. I like because for me the lead up to the film is almost like its own thing. It's its own entity. I I, mean, I like to see how is the business treating the movie because that can tell a lot about how they think the quality of the film is. 
And for the, the final trailer for this movie, it was like three minutes long and it spoiled every twist and turn in this movie, apart from maybe the death of Superman. Spoilers, uh, by the way. Yeah, we're going to spoil this six, seven, eight-year-old movie? Yeah, 2016, like. yeah. Yeah, like they showed like Doomsday in the trailer and the people that were familiar with the source material knew kind of what that meant. So I guess they kind of almost in a roundabout way did spoil that. Uh, I think Wonder Woman was also over the marketing. I believe she was. Uh, yeah, because there was a lot of Turkish airline tie-ins with this where like Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot were doing Turkish airline adverts and they were featured in the film. When when you see that uh, Wonder Woman is on a Turkish airline flight, I, I don't know why, but that just triggered something in the back of my brain. Like, I should that should mean something to me that she's on a Turkish airline flight. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, it's just massive ad campaign. That's all it is. That's a wee bit of brand dealing right there. It's like when someone in a Spider-Man movie picks up a Sony phone. So this film was made in, I think, 2015, I believe, and it was shot in a budget of $250 million, which... Man, do you remember when films were made for that cheap? (laughs) Why, that's cheaper than the Marvels, Nathan. That's cheaper than most superhero movies in such a small space of time. Now, this film did go on to make bank, to be fair, despite how divisive it went on to be it made just under a billion it made over 870 million dollars at the worldwide box office so that covers its marketing and all such things terrific outing for the business side of things they probably took it as a massive w (laughs) did the fans take it as a massive wk well interestingly enough i did pull up the rotten tomato scores in my notes this time yeah so for critics, we have a very solid 29%. Oh, great. And audience score, we have a 63%, which, you know, it is positive, but that's low even for an audience score. Yeah, it is. It is. The DC seems to be one of those... DCU was one of those uh, properties where, like, the fans and the critics battled it out, but even the fans always weren't on the same page. That, there, that, we, we talked about this last time. There was a very specific subset of DC fans... That are very very hardcore, and then there's a lot of people that are kind of like you, I would say, who like, oh, you know, I like the movies, but I acknowledge they have some flaws. Yeah, and then and there's we wanted another it group. to be more. Yeah, there's 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 the extremists. <laughs> They'll do anything. There's Sell heroes on both sides. The Snyderverse to Netflix. That's what we'll say every week until it happens, Kyle. <laughs> That's our campaign. Uh huh. Yep. Well, you know, it's some people's campaign. It's you know what it demonstrates. It's just a, a really solid understanding of how business works. That oh, is. Oh yeah, uh, it screams. I'm an intellectual. That's what it screams. <laughs> right. Okay. You gave your thoughts on the movie first last time, so I guess it's my turn. That is, is your turn. So I will say that I think the first seven minutes of this movie are amazing. Genuinely. Excellent. I love the first seven minutes of this movie. It's a great opening seven minutes, isn't it? And then, over the course of two and a half to three hours, it devolves into absolute schlock. (laughs) I would never say it goes that far. I think, looking back now, I was too hard on Man of Steel because this movie is just bad. It's really bad. It's, um... (laughs) I did not enjoy watching it. I, I, I had a bad time. Seeing Batman kill people physically hurts me and you can call me a baby for that if you want and we'll get into it but yeah, we will. just seeing seeing batman like 
stab a knife into someone's heart and gun down a hundred people in the Batmobile and yeah. blow up a guy's um, uh, flamethrower tank with Martha Kent still in the room. Like all of oh, it just just wonderful. hurts me. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful stuff. I audience, I can tell you, I loved all this. Yeah, I think the idea of making your second outing in this universe be a Batman v Superman movie is insane. I think the entire fight between Batman and Superman in the movie, the draw of the movie, is dumb. It's a bad fight for bad reasons. Uh, Lex Luthor is the most frustrating character in any piece of media I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the idea that you would kill Superman in the second film before you do a Justice League movie? Insane. Ridiculous. Like it means anything, because obviously they're not going to do a Justice League movie without Superman in it. When we get to the Justice League, we can talk about the marketing for that film because, oh, it's a doozy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, um, I have like a full page and a half of notes about everything in this movie that frustrated me. But, you know, those opening seven minutes, though, were very good. <laughs> well, I'll talk about my general thoughts on the film, then we can actually talk about maybe the start of the film a little bit more. Yeah, on so, you go. Uh, in but, contrast. <laughs> yeah, in contrast. It'll be a whiplash, ladies and gentlemen. When I first saw Batman vs Superman actually a bit like Kyle I was a little bit tired it was just Kyle I was I didn't really understand why they felt a desire to kill Superman in the film and also oh my god and I this seems to be a bit of a meme but sometimes people don't really realize it's a meme until you hear the online chatter afterwards when I saw them doing the death of Bruce Wayne's parents in the cinema I rolled my eyes so hard I was like, oh, we're doing this again. Everyone knows at this point. Like, it felt like Batman Begins, even though it was 11 years earlier, it was only five minutes ago. I didn't need the death of Bruce Wayne's parents again. Like, everyone knows it. Like, the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland were smart enough to not go over the Uncle Ben death, you know? I, you know what? I laughed when he broke um, Martha Wayne's necklace necklace with the cock of the gun. That was, (laughs) that was something special. Um, yeah, so I was kind of a little bit. I'm a little bit done with with the death of Bruce Wayne's parents, just because everyone everyone knows it. I guess if this is supposed to be a big cinematic universe and Batman's one of your pillar characters, you just want to do it so that you can say this universe did show that there. This universe's version of it, I guess, like a checkbox, something to check. And they cast like a recognizable guy as um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as what? Oh God, what's his name? Thomas. Mister Wayne old Thomas Wayne, yeah. so that they can one day bring him back in a Flashpoint story, which they didn't actually do at the end oh, of the day. Oh, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I, I have this. I have something in my notes that will come up later, where I kind of, I want to talk about how, even though this film might have been a bit of a mess, I actually think that this film, and Suicide Squad to a certain degree, do quite a good job at sort of trying to set a direction for this universe. And then mm-hmm. by the time we get to the 2017 Justice League, everything just starts to collapse. But I, I, I genuinely feel that this film and Suicide Squad are trying to give a direction for these films that just doesn't happen. Um, Wonder Woman's a good film, but because it's set 100 years earlier, it doesn't do that. But It's, that's, it's that, we'll, more we'll self-contained. It. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. But yeah, so I then went on to just kind of forget about it like yes whatever i never saw this film more than once in the cinema 
but I have gone on to actually quite enjoy it. After the fact, the infamous Ultimate Edition came out, which is half an hour longer. That's actually the version I watched for doing this, because I own it. Uh, Kyle, you watched the theatrical cut, didn't you? I watched the theatrical cut, which is the one available to me on Netflix. Yep, that that makes perfect sense. But me being my physical media shell that I am, I, I own them. I thought, well, you know what? If Kyle, let's let's have let's do a little bit of intrigue here. We can talk about the bits that the Ultimate Edition adds. Now, I should say, a lot of people seem to think that it saves the film. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I would say that. I think maybe historically I may have, but I, after watching it this time. I don't know if it does, but I think it does make characters in the film come off better. Like, I would say that Lois Lane feels a lot more fleshed out. Maybe the framing of Superman at the start makes a lot more sense. But that's really it. Also, Clark Kent, there's a bunch of detective stuff to, like, kind of figure out Batman, you know? My also can... Speak about my thoughts on Batman... I don't mind that Batman kills people. I really don't. I know Batman is, you know, the ultimate super detective and he doesn't kill people. He's there to solve crimes. And he puts, you know, he puts his villains in Arkham Asylum, you know, keep them alive. But I enjoy... Now, this, again, could just be part of... Because it was so ingrained into me at the time. I remember a lot of the marketing being around this movie. It was like, this is an older Batman that's been doing this for a long time he isn't new to the job and he'd started off like a traditional batman but he has taken a darker turn and i think they're doing the dark knight returns i I understand yeah to to the film's credit i think the film doesn't exactly glorify his uh murderous rampage apart from the warehouse sequence that glorifies it (laughs) and and the chase sequence where he's like blowing cars up yes but uh what yeah, but I mean, that's cars. We don't care about the people in the cars. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, cars. Those, those are just drones. It's, we're doing Arkham Knight rules. Yeah, right? exa- okay. exactly, right? And Even though, for some reason, that truck had a minigun in the back of it for yeah, no it reason at all. Oh, so, so cool, Kyle. And I th- the film does talk about how, like, you know, we're criminals and uh, Alfred's a bit like, things are getting a little bit, you know, much here. You've kind of taken it. And there was the oh, awesome, I, th- I think it's almost haunting, the robin outfit that's on like a mannequin that's it's like haha jokes i love it. it to me for me personally it oozes like world building like there's a story something's happened here now you could say well uh, maybe make that movie I, first I, I, make that movie before you get here so that you, we know, know what, what you know what it reminded me of you know yeah. i had i had a good friend a, a younger friend of mine who died a few years ago you know yeah. and to honor him i displayed his uh his bloody outfit that he was that he died in. I keep it displayed in my living room at all times, just to you know, just to remind me of him. Well, I I do I don't see it so maybe uh, dismissive as that. I see it as like this is to remind him why he does what he does. Batman's a, f- a pretty sick man. I I don't think <laughs> somebody that has to go to be Batman isn't is never even in the like good old days of you know Adam West. That's not a mentally healthy man that's doing that. You got to be a little bit unhinged, and yes, had you made a Batman vs Superman at a later point in this timeline, and maybe made a standalone Batman movie first, where maybe this is all fleshed out, you could say, well, that actually has meaning now because we experienced the events that led up to that. But I am somebody that quite enjoys hints of things, if the promise is that we're going to get there. 
because Ben Affleck was supposed to go on to write and direct and produce and star in his own Batman movie. It ended up obviously becoming Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves' project that isn't connected to the DCEU. But on the release slate, once upon a time, that was supposed to be a Ben Affleck project. And I think it was supposed to be set kind of before BVS and before, you know, Aliens came to Earth and it was supposed to be a much more kind of grounded film. Yeah, but um, let's be real here. They were never going to do Robin in this universe. I think they would have. I think they would have. Oh, I don't... I... Like... You might have I not think... liked the version of Robin that they done, because they seem to do a lot of things creatively different from tradition, but I think they would have done Robin. Well, yeah, because apparently the Robin who died was Dick Grayson because they don't give a crap. Whatever, right? Um, <laughs> there's We're still thoroughly in the age where people think Robin is lame, so I don't think they would ever have put Robin in a movie. That Robin bat suit looked pretty metal, though. I, th- I think they would have done that. It looked like the Arkham suit. It's fine. Like... Uh, We'll get we'll get to the Batman kills people think because I have a lot of thoughts on this as you may imagine. I I bet you do. I bet you do. I see one one thing I was doing. I was taking notes for this audience is I very much almost fell into Kyle's mind because I was thinking <laughs> what would what would someone think of this if they hadn't seen it before, and especially if maybe they don't have like a little bit of nostalgia goggles on, which I do, and things like that did pop up to me. Like, Batman kills people, is this supposed to be what the character does? No, it isn't. This is definitely a different take on the character. But I'm also somebody, I love the Injustice games, that story, like the dark timeline of where everything goes to shit, which is clearly what this universe was going to be. So this was all right up my alleyway. And if you if you have a different, like, more mainstream view of the characters, yeah, this is just not going to be for most people. But that every move in this movie was so up my alleyway. So why don't we talk about the start of the film, Kyle? Yes, let's start off on a positive note. So the movie starts, um, it's this it's the end battle of Mankind introduced to Superman. It's the end of Man of Steel, and we retcon that Batman was also there. He wasn't as there as Batman, he was there as Bruce Wayne. He looks the part. He so looks the part. Look, okay. I like Ben Affleck. I think he's a very good Bruce Wayne. I think he's a less good Batman, but I think he's a really good Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and it's it's Bruce Wayne. He's trying to rescue some people, but he doesn't have he isn't in Batman, so he has to kind of be careful about it. And it's just it's a really solid action scene. I think so it might good. genuinely be the best action scene in the movie. It's such, such I, do, I that the opening of this film gets universal praise. I think it's like the start of Revenge of the Sith. It, oh, it's just, he's running around, he's in Bruce Wayne mode, he's going in the jeep, and up in the sky you just see everything collapsing above you. Oh, it's terrific. It's such a good motivation as to why he should be wary of Superman. That, that's the thing, it perfectly establishes your stakes, right? This is why this guy hates Superman. Yeah. The movie does a much worse job of establishing why Superman hates Batman. I don't think he ever does hate Batman. He does! He's, like, Clark Kent is like, we have to take this guy down, he's... He's what's whatever. He I does th- exactly what I do, but I, I'm a hypocrite and I don't like him for doing that. Well, I think Clark Kent is like a journalist is trying to find the truth about what he's doing. And like he's using his journalistic vigor to be like, we need to find out what a vigilante's doing. But Superman, Kal-El, when he shows up and he's like, the Batman dies tonight, this is your warning and I'll fly away up into the sky. Like, I, like, I think he's much more kind of... Uh, sympathetic but this needs to stop but why 
why does why is Superman so against the idea of other superheroes? Because he kills people, Kyle. And Superman doesn't kill people. Uh, I think he causes collateral damage that he has to reckon with. I don't think he likes it. The first thing we see Superman do in this movie is smash a guy through three brick walls at super speed. That guy is dead. <laughs> That's because they were going to kill Lois. Well, fucking hell, man. Like, that's still murdering people. That's still exactly the same thing that Batman is doing. If it's your only option, I think he'll do it. I think Batman could very easily not kill people, but still does it. I, sure. I, I just, I don't see how Superman is not being a massive hypocrite here. Well, why don't we stick on the positive notes right now for <laughs> Batman's motivations? Let's, let's stay on Batman's motivations. Sure. I mean, I still think the idea that Bat- Batman would jump straight to I have to murder this guy is a bit much, especially since the movie does do that weird montage of Superman saving people where he's really like sad about it and it's like presented as a burden. Yeah, but Batman seems to be convinced that everything is going to go sideways at one point. Like, you know the, the scene with Alfred where he's like, a 1% chance must be treated as an absolute <laughs> and it's very intense. <laughs> yeah, but, but then... Then he changes his mind for reasons that are in our intro. Yeah, it's, 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 it's never going to leave our intro. I have watched a lot of video essayists break down BVS before, so I don't really know how many thoughts I'm going to have that are original, even if they're genuinely ah, held. I now just through having read and watched a lot of people discuss Batman vs Superman and the Martha scene, I now understand it. I still don't know if I'm utterly big on it. Oh, I, I understand what it's about, because like, I get what they're going for, I just think it's a stupid scene. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly, exactly, exactly. But I think, as we may have spoken with Man of Steel, I can, I'm just going to accept the film's premise. <laughs> I don't, I, like, for that bit, I just... Because only it's... I, I like the rest of the film enough. I'll let Martha go. <laughs> so we get a lot more religion in this film, don't we? Oh boy, do we. We get a lot more. <laughs> Everyone, that the one's common criticism of specifically Zack Snyder's films in the DCEU is everyone's a Christ-like figure. <laughs> Superman is Christ. Batman is Christ reborn when he yeah, goes into have, the Batcave. Yeah, they have like a guy on the news up. who's like, we have to understand that this is the second coming and all that. Like, they just, it's all just straight out there. There's no subtext about this whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. He also does some Christ-like imagery with the Joker. Oh, sure. Batman Justice being League. lifted up by the bats and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we... I think people say that if you you know it gets messy with your if everyone if everyone is Christ like who the hell is the allegory for you know <laughs> I I like to think that you know religion can mean different things to different people and different people can be seen as religious people religious figures because lots of people when Clark Kent goes to Gotham and he's interviewing some this might be in the Ultimate Cut he's speaking to people like the lady that testified against Superman yeah this is not in my cut I don't remember this right okay doke so there's a scene where he goes or no it's the family of the man who Batman brands. Remember Batman right, brands okay. again? I do, and then they get murdered in prison, and right. I understand that's explained in the Ultimate Edition, but it's not in the theatrical cut. Yeah. So he's like branding people just because I think he just wants, like, he's fed up with people just sort of getting away with their crimes. And he's like, the prison system will take care of them. 
And, yes, but, but anyway, the, the so, link the link but, between that and murder is not clear. Like, yeah. why would other prisoners care that you're branded by a Batman? Surely it would be a mark of pride or something. I think it's because like he was a sex trafficker, and prisoners don't take that kind of too kindly. Yeah, but the actual truth is that Lex Luthor was paying people, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, he goes to speak to the family, but the wife and child have gone missing. Not missing, gone to hiding. And they're saying, like, you know, they fear for their lives from the Batman. But then there's like some other neighbours that are like, the only people that should be scared of the Batman are people who have reason to be scared. If you've done not if you've not done anything, he's not gonna to touch you. And there seems to be a very understood knowledge from people in Gotham, from the civilians anyway, that if you're just some person, you're gonna be fine. Batman's not gonna to touch you. And these people just aren't scared of Batman. They're not criminals or they're not super, they're just people. And they're just like, Batman's not going to touch us. We're not bad people. And Batman only goes after bad people. And this is where, like, this is them telling Clark Kent this when he's in journal mode, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the, the film does a couple scenes of this because he eventually does track down the family and he goes to the uh, GCPD and he's looking for, like, crime stats. And they kind of start to get, like, a more rounded view of who Batman is by the end of the film. That's why, even before he goes to see Lex Luthor on Lex Luthor's helipad, the location of our new Twitter account, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> at the DCEU on Twitter. Yeah, I, I will have it linked in the Very description good. this time. By the time he goes to con- Superman goes to confront Lex Luthor on that helipad, there has been multiple scenes of people basically kind of explaining who Batman is to Superman. So it's not just that one scene with Lex Luthor and he's like, Clark, no, sorry, Bruce, we need we need to work together. Yeah, well, none of this is in the cut I watched, so. The only stuff with Clark and Superman that's in the cut is that Perry doesn't want to run the story on Batman because no one cares about Batman, I, have, I guess. I, I have this in my notes here. Lawrence Fishburne is a wonderful sleazy tabloid editor. He sure is. You know, I, he's bringing it as the sleazy tabloid editor. I, I, yeah, he's just great because I don't even hate him. I just think, oh, you, oh, you son of a gun. Like he's he, just, a real... he just cares about the business, you know? He just he needs to make those front pages. I quite like the scene where Lois is like, let me go to DC for a couple of days. And mm-hmm. they're arguing about what class of travel does she get? Coach or Economy Plus? I enjoyed that scene. too, because he's giving Clark shit for his story and then Lois is like, yeah, just do whatever you want, Lois. You always get front page news. Yeah, here's, here, here, <laughs> look, at this, look at this bullet I pulled out of the desert, you know? Well, okay, can we talk about this? Why? Mm-hmm. How? How could they possibly frame Superman for murder with bullets? So, this is the ultimate edition. This is where it really fleshes out. So, see the private military people. Uh huh. They also have flamethrowers. When they shoot okay. everyone, yeah. they pile the I bodies did, up. I did see that after set. the fact, right? But mm-hmm. surely, in examination, the body would still reveal bullet wounds. I think they're pretty thoroughly charred up. I think like they are melted. I don't know if the melting point of of bullets, but. You know, there, okay. okay. Sec- no second point, then. Who cares if Superman killed a bunch of terrorists? The, no, these were civilians that were in the area. Were they? But, yeah. Okay, my cut doesn't make that clear either. It's, there's lots of there's lots of like kind of women around. You know, the wives of the terrorists, probably the rebels, because the rebels. Sure. Okay. The movie I watched, they just shoot a bunch of terrorists. Yeah. No. There's there's lots of people because that lady that testifies in front of Congress. Right. She's one of like the relatives or survivors of them. She got away. Okay, sure. Like, ultimately, it clears it all out. So like everybody thinks he laser visioned all these civilians. 
Uh-huh. These non-combatants. Though I suppose the US military was about to drone strike it anyway. <laughs> is that part of the movie as well? Oh, have you, is this just is that the ultimate edition only? Yes, there's nothing about a drone strike. Oh right, okay. So you haven't seen like the Call of Duty Black Ops types riding horses to go save Lois Lane and then nope. they're like they're like, We're sending in a drone strike to deal with the terrorist threat because No, you know, none you know, of this is in the movie. You know, how, you know the cameraman that she's with? Yeah, that's supposed to be Jimmy Olsen, that's right? That's supposed to be Jimmy Olsen because sure Zack Z- 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 Snyder didn't know what to do with Jimmy Olsen <laughs> in this universe. Make him a spy. Make sure, him a CIA why not? spy. So he's like he's down and then there's like some US military assets like on horseback a few miles out and they're like, We're gonna ride down and we're gonna take Los out of there and then the like CIA people are like negative, we're gonna we're gonna blow up the place. And then they're like, well, it's going to be danger close because it's going to be friendlies in the strike zone. And they get on their horses and they ride in, right, save the day. And then the drone <laughs> out, the drone is quicker than their horses, obviously. Uh-huh. So the guy gives a little middle finger to the drone as it flies by and the drone operator can see it on the camera. A little funny comedy moment, right? <laughs> and then just as it's about to hit the, the, the target, it gets smashed out of the air by Superman. Superman I see. Okay. directly stops the drone strike. And then he barges through you know the walls and stuff like that and then he pulls people through the bricks behind them and then swiftly takes out the general uh-huh so that this is that that's all kind of again the, the, see these little moments all thoroughly fleshed out in the ultimate edition see we can keep saying that i don't know if that's like an acceptable defense in my opinion How that so? you have to watch an extra half an hour of oh. the movie to understand the movie i mean to a certain degree, that's always the case with a film. A film needs to be edited smartly enough to, or like allowed to have enough runtime. Like you could say, we'll cut out half an hour well, of Infinity War, and then you part say, of the well, problem that's... with this movie is there's too much stuff in this movie. Yeah, to that begin is true. with, I think that with the studio demands, the creatives will probably swiftly feel quite encumbered. Again, because they're trying to do their civil war at their second entry, it's a very strange decision to. Do it, you know. It, it puts a lot of pressure on the creatives to start to tie everything together, especially if you want your, essentially your sequel to this to be your Justice League. Like you've got a lot it's, of work to do. It's so weird too, because it's like Suicide Squad. They were obviously trying to cash in on Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about but that a this, lot. When we but get with there. this one, it's like Civil War wasn't even announced yet, so. Yeah. It's not as if they were trying to cash in on that trend. No one was forcing them to do a Batman v Superman movie as their second were, film. I think they were trying to beat them to Civil War, though. I guess. Because okay. the Russo brothers spoke about it in an IGN article at the time. They were like, yeah, well, we had a pitch for Civil War, but Kevin really wasn't convinced. And then after Batman vs Superman was announced, they then decided that they had to start doing stuff with the material or we would start losing audience because people would be looking at what DC's doing. They thought it was more dynamic and more interesting. And that's it. It's weird, that, but the only thing is, Marvel had all this pre-ground laid, this track put down to warrant mm-hmm. their Civil War, even if maybe yeah. it wasn't their idea to make it. Because like Batman v Superman is also a thing in the comics, but it happens after it's similar to Civil War, where they've been friends working together for years, and that adds yeah. more drama to it. Whereas yeah. in this film, they've just met each other. I think they wanted their real Civil War to be their injustice sort of nightmare Justice League when they got sure. there. Sure, because they have the the random nightmare sequence in the middle of this movie. 
yes, yeah, so, like that's all building to stuff like that comes back, you know. I'm um, aware, but oh, it's, I, it's really completely out of place in this movie. No, 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 because it's like a, it's like a vision that Bruce Wayne's having, and then he wakes up, and Barry Allen's there, and he's like, and then he I, wakes up again, meaning that that was also a dream. It's a dream within a dream, but is it a, it's supposed to be ambiguous? Is it a dream or is it just like a vision that he's had and he's passed out? You know, because I put on the subtitles because I've never been quite sure what the hell Barry Allen's actually saying. <laughs> he's saying it's, so... it's, it's Lois is the key to all of this. And yeah, all that. but he's all, yeah, but I, I know it's Lois Lane. Lois, she's the key. But he says other bits and bobs like he's speaking to someone else behind him in the portal. And the subtitle was like, oh, he grunts in frustration that he says to someone, I'm too early. You know, is this this is too early. And he says, you're right about him. You're right to fear him. Lois Lane's the key. Like, because he's mm-hmm. coming from the nightmare. He is coming from the apocalypse timeline. Yeah. And in Zack Snyder's Justice League where you film new scenes for it, you do see them all together, you know. It's, oh, there was such a... Oh, there was such a vision, Kyle. People seem to really I uh, don't like where this was all going, but I just No, I think this was all a terrible idea, just for oh, the record. Yeah, I so disagree. I love all this like Superman snapped because of the death of Lois Lane and he's I gone just... evil working for Darkseid and Batman's got to lead a resistance to restore order to the world. Fantastic. And actually laying seeds to what's to come. Oh, terrific. I just wish that we got it because the studio really started to flip-flop after this film and because the the you know how people always talk about studios learn the wrong lessons? Yep. They found the easy sort of fix-all issue with Batman vs Superman was, oh, it was too dark and gritty. That really wasn't the issue. I know people had issues with maybe Batman killing people, but I think the tone of this film was the problem. There was other issues with it. And they just thought, let's make the films funnier. And in Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously, they want like they just turned Suicide Squad into a jukebox film. <laughs> Wonder Woman was a little bit lighter, but it was still really good. Uh, that also, you know, produced by Zack Snyder, directed by Paddy Jenkins. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about Wonder Woman, shall let's we? Let's talk about Wonder Woman. That's a good point because. I like Wonder Woman. I I think Gal Gadot is is quite good as as Wonder Woman. Um. I mean, I know she's a bit of a, a cancelled figure right now. We're not going to talk about it. But just as, in pure terms, I think she looks the part. I, I don't think she's a bad actress, which some people seem to think she is. Um, but what the hell is she doing in this movie, Nathan? Um, I actually, I, mean, I quite like her in the film. I, I, I think it... she's good in the film, but what is she doing in the film? Just to world build I think see had at the end of the film she be the one that used the spear to kill Doomsday that would have been her purpose in the film because <laughs> Superman can't Superman cannot carry the spear uh-huh. Batman cannot carry the spear because he will just get turned into red mist Wonder, Wonder Woman is the person to carry it right that's the thing in that fight too it's like they're talking about how like only Superman can do it when Wonder Woman's right there, and she seems to be having a blast fighting this thing. Like it doesn't even seem to be that difficult she, for her. Yeah, like she's not she's winning. She's like smiling, but, and yeah, she's not winning the fight, but she's also not in any danger. No, I think that like had she been the one to carry the Krypton Kryptonite spear, that was her purpose in the film. You set her up earlier in the movie so that she doesn't just show up in the third act out of nowhere, and that's her plot purpose. But because she See, doesn't do that. I'm going to disagree with you on this point. All right, okay. I think Batman should obviously be the one who ultimately kills Doomsday through, like, ingenuity or something. 
because then you get like the whole like working together as a team and and superman realizes that even though batman he's just a human he's still got value and you know it it, it brings it all because he's got that like that seems obvious to me and then you just don't have wonder woman in the movie because it's a batman v superman movie and you don't need wonder woman in it I think that this, I mean, I guess it all depends how you write it, but I can perfectly believe if you write it in such a way that Batman is the valuable tactician, you know, and he uses all these gadgets and stuff, but he's still no match for Doomsday. I just can't imagine any such world in which Batman is a match for Doomsday, even in, like, the comic books. It's not about being outmatched. It's about brains versus bronze, you know? Well, yes, uh I understand that, but... He can outsmart Doomsday. Yes, but... In what sense? What he just well, he creates because a then a Batman big... has something to do in the final fight. Because in this version, he has nothing to do in that final he, fight. He can be an expert stri- strategist. I couldn't get that word. What, out what strategy is there to use against this Doomsday? Though he just he's just a big EMP machine. Okay. I'm leading We're... him away from the city. I'm taking him to the desert. We're jumping ahead because Wonder Woman is in other parts of the movie. She steals Batman's like hacking USB thing. Stick. Yeah. Which even she says she doesn't find the photo on it, even though Batman just clicks a folder and opens it. So I don't know what all of that was about in the first place. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And then she opens some folders with the Justice League in it for no reason at all. Uh, because so right, so this is what I have in my notes here. We get a scene with Lex Luthor speaking about this as well. Do the we? Met, the meta human thesis. The, he wants the import license for the kryptonite rock. Right, this he, is where we get the, the granny's peach tea line. Yeah, yes. uh-huh. but he speaks about, you know, we not need rely on the kindness of monsters, right? Mm-hmm. Because he thinks that humanity is vastly outmatched and there's a meta-human thesis, some sort of academic belief, maybe based in sci- um, science, that there are people living among us with extra powers, you know, like inhumans in Marvel, right? Mutants. Sure, yeah. God, remember and... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That's a good show. <laughs> and not relevant to this show, Kyle. Code the name not included for more on that. And there is a belief that these people live amongst us and we should start finding out who they are, maybe recording them potentially, and definitely having a defence against them. Superman being the poster for this now. The metahuman thesis, I think, probably pre-existed Superman and these files are just evidence of it. Aquaman, the Atlanteans in general, Wonder Woman, probably also. It's just the idea that this is how you would introduce the rest of the Justice League as like little folders. Well, see, I hear that being something that is widely spoken about. Like that's a really weird choice to have them as little folders. But now again, if you concede that that this is just what they've done, the the studio has decided that this is going to be their second entry in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, um. It definitely requires a certain amount of maybe audience knowledge that other characters like this exist in the world, which is what I do think a lot of this universe was early defined by. Like, Batman vs Superman might sound like a strange second film, but then when you get to, like, oh, we've just had the Dark Knight trilogy, everyone fucking knows Batman, do we really need to set up a new Batman? I know it's literally a new actor, but the character, we all know the character of Batman, you know? A bit like earlier I mean, what I was saying. Like, point, this version of Batman is nothing like the Dark Knight Batman. But it's still... Batman, you know, it's all about the visuals and the brand. You know, it's Batman, and for I'm talking business here, you know, and uh-huh. like like earlier, what I said about how Spider-Man was smart enough to not give us the death of Uncle Ben against everyone just knows that. 
Like I'll counteract you on that though, because until recently we've never had a Flash film. Until recently we've never had a Wonder Woman film. Until recently we've never had an Aquaman film. Until we've never had a Cyborg film. So this is the first introduction to all of these characters for your general movie-going audience. I think everyone knows who they are, though, surely. Nobody knows who Aquaman is. They know Aquaman is a joke, is a yeah, meme. Yes, they know Aquaman is a joke, but maybe that's why he's less important. To, that's why you need to fill him in. You know, no one's, no one's going to go see an Aquaman movie. You need well, to, you no, need to, you need no, to no, 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 because that's the argument about all of the Marvel movies, right? Oh, no one's going to see a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. As long as the movie's good, it doesn't matter. I don't know. They, they, they gave us Black Panther first in Civil War. Like, I think they were smart there. Guardians of the no, Galaxy like, was like, definitely you know, like, an exception. There is the argument about the Marvel movies that the movies just exist to set up the next movie. That is Batman v Superman in its entirety. It all just exists to set up future movies. I thought like, I think the entire Batman think, v Superman movie is that. I think you're probably right there, but I think this is the closest we've ever got to a Batman movie as well. I think we get a lot of good Batman stuff in this that we don't quite get in any other appearance of Ben Affleck's Batman. I think we get a lot of good Bruce Wayne stuff. I don't like any of the Batman stuff in this movie. Well, well, see, I I, actually, what I was going to say is there isn't really Bruce Wayne in this movie. I think he's been completely subsumed by evil Batman at this point. uh, No, see, okay, here's, here's, uh, I'll go through another thing I like about this movie, which is I like it when Batman uses Bruce Wayne as a persona to do things. Mm -hmm. I always think that's an interesting element, like he sneaks into this party because it's easier as Bruce Wayne than it is as Batman. I I think that's always a cool element of Batman's story where instead of Bruce Wayne just being like a disguise Bruce Wayne is actually like a part of the Batman like power set basically it's a tool he can use I, I enjoy that agree with you. I that, that's why like he's a good Bruce Wayne I think he's just playing the part of Bruce Wayne like I don't think there is any Bruce Wayne left in him but by this point in this particular incarnation of Batman's existence well, it's no, all um, just in the back like, he doesn't Wayne have is, Wayne Manor anymore I know there's the whole thing where it's like Bruce Wayne is the mask and Batman is the thing. Yeah. Um, I think edgy, it was. Edgy. I think it was Mister. It was Mister. Sunday movies at some point said this that Batman has three identities. He has Batman. He has Bruce Wayne, and then he has the real Bruce Wayne who isn't like the drunk party guy. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I don't remember Mister. Sunday movies saying that, but yeah, I would agree with it. So yeah, I think I think two of those work for me. And just when he's doing Batman, it's just none of that works for me. Part of it is the murder, obviously. Um, I hate the suit. I love the armored suit, but I hate the regular suit. Oh, I see, think it was I terrible. love the regular suit. There was, and the thing is, but that very little padding. Bruce Wayne got Bruce Wayne. Ben Affleck got swole for this film. Sure, like, I just the ears need to be taller. I'm a big. The ears always need to be pointier on a Batman, in my opinion. Um, I hate the symbol, the sim- the big fat bat symbol. I just don't like it. This is all very much Dark like, Knight Returns, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. And I don't like the look of the Dark Knight Returns suit at all. And, like, there's this weird texture on yeah. the suit, which I just don't care for. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm pers- personally, I'm a fan of it. That That's just something we'll need to agree to disagree on. Because <laughs> I love it. I actually was typically not the biggest fan of the armoured suit. Um, See, I think the armoured suit looks really good. You've got the white glowing eyes. Oh, so, so, I, I just think it looks awesome. How did, how did those eyes work, Kyle? How is he no seeing idea. anything? I How don't is he care. seeing anything? I, that, that doesn't bother me at all. There, there, there's, it's bat tech. He's got like computer screens behind that. There whatever. is a shot in this film of Batman that I love. There's mm-hmm. this big crane shot at the harbour of the White Portuguese where mm-hmm. they're loading the kryptonite onto oh, a Oh, Batman truck. holding a sniper rifle. You love that shot, do you? Oh, no, so I, I love that shot, right? But I'm talking about the behind shot where it's his cape fluttering in the wind. 
Sure. Because honestly, every time I watch this film, I forget about that scene and I don't even notice him until it's significantly closer in on him. Like, he just blends in so well. It's wonderful. And the cape just sort of fluttering in the wind, but it's obviously like just draped over his shoulders and down his sides. Terrific. I love when Batman stands like a gargoyle, despite the uh-huh. fact he's on top of a crane, right? I get okay. that. Can, can, can we, let's, let's talk, let's, let's get into the Batman kills people's debate, shall let's we? Let's get into that. So here, here's my thesis on this. Yeah. I think that Batman not killing people is just a completely inherent part of the interest and drama of the character because he's this dark, as you say, kind of messed up guy, but he has this lane that he won't ever cross. And if he crosses that lane, he becomes just as bad as the people he's hunting. That's that's the inherent drama of the character. Yeah. And once he starts killing people, then he just becomes the Punisher, right? And just becomes a completely different character. That's I don't why, think like, that's what defines you can Batman. Say, like, you can say the Avengers kill people, right? And, like, superheroes kill people all the time. It's fine. It's just that, for me, for specifically who Batman is and what he does, the fact that he doesn't kill people is really important. <laughs> I've never found it overly important that he doesn't kill people. That's never where I've gravitated to the character, oh, that he doesn't kill people. Well, I mean, just... if, if Batman is okay with killing people, then why doesn't he just use guns? Doesn't have license. I mean, he's already <laughs> committing a lot of crimes. I'm kidding as I say that. Um, well, he's a martial arts expert. Maybe he just doesn't like guns. Not like he doesn't like guns in like an ethical disagreement. He just, not for him. He has many guns on his Batmobile, you know? Like, yeah, just, exactly. So why movie. doesn't he just like he's, I mean, use in the guns? Night, in the nightmare sequence, he does use guns, you know? Um, yeah, well, exactly. So why does he always use guns? A martial arts expert doesn't want to. He just doesn't want to. Personal taste. He's allowed it. He's definitely allowed it. Um, he's on a time constraint to save Martha Wayne before she gets burned by a flamethrower. I think your efficiency is key there. Go in with a machine gun. I love the warehouse bit. Because he does. He, he smashes in through the window with the bat wing. Gives him a little boost up through the window. Sure. And he beats the you shit know what? out of everyone. I've, I've heard for years about the warehouse scene. I think it was just a bit overhyped for me. Because I was like, oh, this is fine. Oh, really? I love it. I absolutely love it. In the Ultimate Edition, you see blood splats as well. Exactly, because I, I mean, that scene was never going to work for me because Batman is killing people. <laughs> I really don't mind, and especially with the knowledge of, like, this Batman's been doing it for 30 years and he's just so jaded. Like, he's just fed up. Like, yes, he's wrong. And I think, to the film's credit, it paints it as somewhat wrong. The film no, doesn't I think necessarily it, agree you know, As you him. say, the warehouse scene is supposed to be badass. That's not painting it as wrong. Well, in the discussions that he has with Alfred and in the discussions that maybe Superman has with you, you think Superman's a hypocrite, right? But the whole film definitely, I believe, paints Batman, at least, like, his views on Superman being a risk as wrong, you know? I think Superman is never actually lauded for his views. Like, if he just got with the program and stopped fighting Superman, this whole thing would be resolved a lot quicker, you know? Well... Well, then we have to get into the Lex Luthor question, don't we? We do have to get into the Lux Luthor question. Lux Luthor? Lux Luthor. My favourite character. <laughs> if, if this was a name not included in the podcast, that would be the episode <laughs> name. <laughs> uh, Je- um, Je- what? Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Well, uh, 
forgetting for a second what Lex Luthor is supposed to be, because that's like a different conversation about like how you adapt this character, just taking this version of Lex Luthor on its own, just awful, just thoroughly unlikable, doesn't have any charisma, just knows things that he shouldn't know, and just talks nonsense and his motivations don't make any sense. Just a terrible element of this film all around. Like a smarmy little nerd that speaks about his father growing up in East Germany and waving flags uh-huh. and tyrants and stuff. I quite like most of that stuff, to be honest with you. I just don't I just don't care for this performance at all when he's like shoving Jolly Ranchers into senators' mouths and <laughs> making weird noises. And as of that, that stuff's a little bit strange. I think like the, he's the, just he's just the sort I, of I don't weird. Know. He's too insane punchab- to live. The weird punchable cockiness that he has is uh-huh. is quite annoying. I'll agree. Like where he's just like, oh, I want to hit you so much. But I th- oh, I think it's definitely deliberate. Like it's definitely. A I'm take. not saying it's not deliberate. I just don't enjoy watching it. You don't think that's a good choice? No. Um, I think I used to not be big on it, but I get. I just. I think I'm just so brain rotted with the 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 vision of the DCEU that they had planned out that never went ahead. I'm so deep in the rose tinted glasses territory. Like, sure, we could have a nice bald Kevin Spacey type. You know, like. Mm-hmm. The traditional Lex Luthor, the the essentially like a laid back Tony Stark villain. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Like I don't care about like a like yeah traditional Lex Luthor. A traditional. You, you just think I, this was I, a bad direction. Yes. Yeah. I um. Just, he's just not a compelling villain. Well, I I quite I because I think in many ways he almost is like him and Batman have quite a bit in common up until the points where they diverge. You know, where like they very much. I think both of them are quite hyper cynical of the meta human thing. You know, they both agree in a defense against it, but Batman, by the end of the film, begins to see differently, and Lex Luthor stays the path. Batman has a change of heart. Lex Luthor stays the same. Well, let's talk about Lex Luthor's plan, shall we? Let's talk so, about Lex Luthor's plan. First of all, he frames Superman for murder in the desert because somehow he knows that Superman will always come to save Lois Lane. Yeah. Because I guess at that point he already knows that Superman is Clark Kent. Uh, I know he doesn't know it at that point in the film. Like, he How do you know that? Because he finds out when he gets access to the remains of General Zod and the crash Kryptonian ship, and they ask, "What would you like to know?" And he is says, that, everything. Is, is that in the extended cut that it reveals that the ship knows that Clark Kent? Because that's not in the okay, cut okay, I watched. Okay, okay, that is definitely not revealed. But like, well, then that's just you inferring. That, the that's language of the movie says that he already knows that. But before that, there's no way he could have. Well, exactly. He also already knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Sure. Sure. We'll just accept that, I guess. We'll just accept that. And he knows the... Uh, point of fact, he knows the identity of every single member of the Justice League. Wait, do, does he know that Bruce Wayne is Batman at the start of the film? Yeah, because he's sending he's sending Batman the like letters of, like, you let your family die and all that. He's and sending, that's how he's, he's manipulating... He's, he's sending them to Bruce Wayne. Yes, exactly, because he's manipulating Bruce Wayne to try and kill Superman. So, you know, he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Because why else would he be sending those letters to Bruce Wayne, some random billionaire? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. 
hadn't con- I, ha- I had not considered that. Isn't that obvious? Sorry, I don't mean to insult you. But I thought that was pretty clear in the movie. I I don't know. I just I, maybe this might the scene structure in my head's different. But like by the time that happens, I'm sure he's other things have happened in the movie that's led him to having made decisions like that. The letters being sent to him happens later on. Well, he finds out about the letters later on, but the idea was that Lex had been sending those letters for ages. And as you say, and the extent, or as I said in the extended cut, it's revealed that um, Lex Luthor oh, is paying people no, it, to kill the people it, it, with Batman's brands. It, it wasn't. Le- it wasn't Lex Luthor that was sending him. It was the guy in the wheelchair who um, who Lex Luthor was paying. It was him that was sending the checks back because he was like, "Is this guy been getting her checks?" Because he's testifying at Congress. And he's like, he's been <laughs> sending them back. And it's all these horrific messages that he's been writing to Bruce Wayne. But he might have... But it was him that well, was... Well, that guy was working for Lex. Well, he only got the new wheelchair and shit from Lex after he got his bail paid out. But he'd been getting those letters longer Why would that, that guy be sending hate messages to Bruce Wayne? Uh, because he blames him for some reason? I don't no, know. No, he blames Superman. That's I, know the whole he, point. I know he definitely blames Superman. I know that. He got on top of the statue and spray-painted it. Bruce Wayne is just some guy. Bruce Wayne's rich billionaire that he used to work for. Uh, sure, but like, it's not Bruce Wayne's fault that the skyscraper collapsed. That's what we. That's what we know. He might. He might have. He, might def- he even saved him. He pick, he helped pick up the beam and got him pulled out from beneath it. Like I would have thought they were in fairly good terms. Okay. Yeah. So. E- either way, this makes no sense. Is what you're saying? I mean, I agree. I just don't think it's Lex Luthor in that moment. Lex okay, Luthor fine. definitely gave him the wheelchair and put the bomb under the chair. And then okay, well then that gets on to the next point. Superman. Why did Superman, or why did Lex Luthor blow up Congress? Because why did you put Why did you put a jar of piss on that lady's table <laughs> and then blow up Congress? Like, oh, well, I mean, the jar of the Granny's peach tea jar is just supposed to be like a little bit to get at the Congresswoman because they've had that scene earlier on in the film, you know? I I understand that. And he pulls up Congress just... to frame Superman. Because oh. Superman's in the room. I understand it's that. it's lined but... with lead so Clark couldn't see it. I But, okay, how does he know that lead stops Superman's vision? Lead blocks all sorts of shit. Like, that's just something that people know in... in that, was just a, that was just a correct guess, was it? Was it? A, okay. but, but, I mean, like, it's a fairly educated guess. Like, I would think that. Sure. But why... First of all, it doesn't work, the, the framing of Superman, at least in the version that I word, because no one blames Superman. They're just like, oh, did Superman die in that explosion? Because Superman has disappeared. Oh, no, Superman starts helping take people from the wreckage in the film. Not in my cut. Well, Superman like is taking people to the like emergency services sitting outside the capital like the, the steps this, is, this and stuff. does not happen in the theatrical but, cut does it cuz yeah cuz he, he he brings people down and there's like medical people treating people and then as he puts somebody down the EMT sort of looks at him and is like okay you're going to get give him some room to work but he looks at him a little bit kind of warily like yeah this is not in the, this is not in the cut I watched right, okay. the show of superman <laughs> and the explosion yeah, where he's looking kind of upset, yeah. and then he flies away to the Arctic. That's what happens in my cut of the movie. Right. Okay. There's another. There's a in the ultimate edition. There's a little bit where he starts trying to like remove people from the explosion, but there's all the protests outside, and then like the EMTs that are helping people, I think, look a little bit wary of him in that moment, like they're not quite sure what to think. Okay. So once again, the theatrical cut makes this make more sense than it does. But like, 
Sure, they burned all the bodies. What do people think Superman did to blow up Congress? Uh, Heat Vision uh, 360. <laughs> that wouldn't make an explosion. Well, they don't know that. There could be like a generator, like a fuel generator or something well, in the basement. Well, this is the other question. How much does the world know about Superman in this movie? I don't think it, they know a lot. I think they know about the Heat Vision because they saw it at Metropolis. Like... Does the, the the movie wants to have the world love Superman, but also the world hates Superman and never really resolves these two points at any point? I think by the end, where he sacrificed himself for Doomsday, like they kind of get on board with him. I think I said when we're doing Man of Steel that the film doesn't fully resolve the Earth versus Superman debate, but I think at the end of this it kind of does because they have like the mural on the ground because his statue's been wrecked and it says if mm-hmm. you seek his monument, look around you. Like society is his monument. He saved uh-huh. everything. <laughs> Like Jesus, yes, I understand. I got yeah, it. It's terrific. It's I love it, Kyle. No, it's not. I love it. I love it. It's not terrific. It's bad. I love it. It's not bad at all. <laughs> not bad at all. <sighs> so, so there's there's more to Lex Luthor's plan because after this, he trick he captures Martha Kent. After that, he goes and sees his dad, Superman. He goes and sees that's not part of Lex Luthor's plan. That scene's whatever. And he talks about drowning horses and that somehow motivates Superman back. I don't understand why. Yes, he goes and gets Ma Kent. He goes and gets Ma Kent, who works in a diner even though she runs a farm. I don't really understand that. The farm is, like, not in production, I think. The farm's like a dead farm. Uh, Okay, fine. Fine, whatever. Um... And then she, he takes some explosive pictures of, of Martha of Martha Kent. Not Martha Wynn. Different Martha. Very importantly, a different Martha. Very importantly, a different Martha. And he says, um, he says, Superman, go kill Batman. But really, he wants Batman to kill Superman. That's 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 his that's Lex Luthor's ideal outcome of that fight, right? Is that Batman kills Superman? Yeah, later after the fight, when Superman shows up, though, in the ship, he's like, I gave the bat a fighting chance. You know you know that bat. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, he's growing Doomsday in the big pods. Yeah, he is. He is doing that. And I just don't understand what his plan is if Batman actually kills Superman and then Doomsday gets out and destroys the entire world, I guess. Well... I, th- I mentioned this to you before recording, but I have always been of the belief there that like he he has he like he is in control of that ship now. Like it's his ship. He he has the off switch. He has the dormant switch. The the pause gestation button. It's just dramatic timing that like you know because he has he sets the egg timer. Like at any point mm-hmm. he could just freeze that. You know. But how how would he know? Uh, because Superman wouldn't come racing back maybe how how would he know this Superman would come racing back well to stop him he's like go go kill the bat go kill go kill what if Superman if Superman had killed Batman then Superman would have immediately raced to save his mum and then Doomsday would be born I guess that was his plan if Superman yeah. won, if Superman I just don't understand won. what his plan was if Batman won. That's all. You say he yeah. has a pause button, the movie yeah. never establishes yeah. that. The film never establishes this at all, but I can believe in the language of the film itself. It's his ship. If It's like auto-destruct. You don't need to explain there's a cancellation button in Star Trek. I just, I, I probably can infer that it's there. 
See, the language of the film says to me that ship isn't operating at full capacity and this this weird pod with the doomsday thing in it is outside of Lexi's control at this point because cause look at it. I mean, it's operational enough to do it. To me, infers that he's operational enough to pause the it. The ship also tells him, we don't do this because this is very dangerous. It is, but it lets him do it. You know, it's just like, by the way, you shouldn't. And he's like, well, I'm gonna. And the ship's like, okay. So the ship can clearly still do a lot. It's just, by that point, it looks like a natural process. Also, how does... How does a drop of blood mixed with sod make doomsday? I, I understand yeah, this is just like sci-fi magic nonsense, but that's abo- a bit of a reach. It's, it's, an, it's just an abomination. But human blood is weaker than Kryptonian blood. I don't understand how this makes doomsday so powerful. It's magic. It's, yeah, it's, sure, it's magic. It's Whatever. magic. Yeah, exactly, right? I, I, I just can't stand legs in this movie. I just can't stand it. <laughs> what do you think of the end of the film where he's in prison? And he, and, he, and he shave his head and you're like, you know this, it's from the comics, Lex Luthor is usually yeah, but bald. When, but when Batman goes to see him, is that scene not in the theatrical cut? It is in the theatrical cut. That's that's at the point where it's like, wow, this movie isn't over yet. And I he, thought but, this movie would have ended he, by he now. he specifically mentions like, oh, I'm too insane to stand trial. And then he says, the red kid. And he goes, ding, 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 ding. Like the bell, the dinner says, bell's been rung. And he, and he says, just, they're coming. And it's like, how do you know? Like, because, Luther, you're, oh, just, you're just oh, making shit I, I know the answer to this. This is cut from, the, this is an ultimate edition. He's speaking to Steppenwolf. See when the police go to arrest him when he's sitting in the, the weird Kryptonian fluid in the ship? Uh-huh. So... There's like a hologram. It's like a you know, like in, in Man of Steel, like all the holograms are like weird sort of etcher sketch silver yeah. beads. Mm-hmm. There's like a three D etcher sketch model of Steppenwolf with some other boxes and the solar systems up around him, and he seems to be in communion with Lex Luthor. But okay. when the police walk in, he sort of scatters and disappears. Once again, this is not in my version of the movie. No, it's no. I I knew that was. I knew that was only in that. I knew that was an Ultimate Edition thing. I forgot about that, but yeah, that's only an Ultimate Edition. Uh, so Superman dies. Superman's dead. He can somehow fly while holding a Kryptonian spear. Eh, uh, yeah. It's just like Does... he's, it's it's we can't you can't punch big, but you can jump big. Sure. Okay. That that makes sense. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Batman v Superman fight. Actually, let's talk about that. I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> I just wanted to say I think it's terrible. You think it's terrible? I mean, I quite enjoyed the bit where he's punching Superman and the Kryptonite starts to wear off and he gets stronger again and the punches slow down. The entire fight is Superman being a big dummy because, like, he doesn't want to fight Batman and then it, as, uh, he tries twice to talk to Batman and explain the situation and then when they're right up in his face he pushes Batman away instead of yeah. grabbing him and yeah, doing that's literally silly. anything. That's very stupid. I completely agree with you. I thought that when I watched it as well. As I've always thought that like this is just the excuse for them to fight. They like, yeah, it's it's very difficult to give a compelling reason as to how then, the fight could happen. You know, the other stupid thing in the fight is okay, Batman he has this crypto- kryptonite spear and he plants it in a building and then he leaves and walks away from the kryptonite spear with the hope that I guess the fight will take them back there which very luckily for him it did very luckily for him it did yeah well he had the kryptonite grenade launcher he would have just dragged them there didn't he start dragging them by the cape at one point I seem to remember this he does he no he, he puts a rope around him and drags him like that I think oh, and right, then he okay. swings him around right, right, right. like like yeah. on a grappling hook <laughs> into pillars and shit <laughs> It's just, just good. Enter- of- it's just good entertainment. <laughs> I, I just, it's just nonsense. <laughs> it is nonsense. I will say, I, I'm listening, I, the audience. You might think I was walking circles around me talking this film down, but 
even by this point of the film, I'm fairly intellectually checked out at that point. The fight is just stupid. <laughs> but like See, you compare this Superman. to the fight. You compare this to the fight in Civil War, and I know it's probably a, a, a some sort of sin to compare this to Civil War that DC fans will be mad at me for, but whatever. Like <laughs> the airport fight in Civil War is supposed to be kind of fun. Right, because all the characters are like having fun. They're doing they're quips. Spider-Man's Star doing Wars. quips. They're referencing yeah. Star Wars. Like, there's an understanding there that this isn't serious. And then the more serious fight is the fight at the end. And they're, kind of, they're kind of they're all friends, but like they have a job to do, and they're on yeah, opposing right. sides of the job. Then it turns it turns more serious at the end when a uh, body gets mortally injured. But yeah, like that, that's where it's the reason. Memes. The reason that fight is fun is because like everyone is on the same page about it. The and they also both. don't they don't have people of stupid power differences fight other people of stupid power differences. Everyone's matched up. Hawkeye fights. Well, when Black they do Widow. it, they make it a joke. Like when I, when Hawkeye is trying to fight someone, and he's just shooting arrows, and it's like, well, what else am I gonna do? But no, but like he fights Black Widow. Like they're not gonna have Hawkeye fight Vision. Don't they have Hawkeye shoot an arrow at Vision at some point, and it just bounces off him? Oh no, that's earlier in the movie when um, yeah. he's trying to get Wanda right. Okay. That's, uh, right. Yeah, that's earlier in the film. Yeah, exactly. But like, in the fight, you match up people of equivalent powers. You know, remember Ant Man well, flies inside. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be mad at the concept of Batman v Superman having a fight between Batman and Superman. That's the entire point of the movie, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the concept is not the problem. The execution is the problem. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really built up a compelling reason as to why this fight isn't just immediately like over. I think the, then, crypt- like, the, cri- the kryptonite like gas canisters were quite smart from Batman. Like, they show Batman being quite a good tactician, I think. Um, like I... the sound, the sound things, you know, the things that were supposed to suppress him with the noise, the high pitched frequency beams, and the machine guns that sort of push Superman back and sort of like keep him like on the one foot. They show backwards. they show him trying stuff. I appreciate that. It's just like the core concept of the fight, and then. We, I'm sorry, we have to talk about the Martha thing. We have to talk about it. Yeah, because, we go for it, yeah. Like, the whole point is this idea that Su- Batman realises that Superman, he's he's still, like, a man, right? And he understands that, oh, you know, he he still has feelings like the rest of us and he's worried about his mum. When she calls Martha for some freaking reason, he doesn't say mum. He says Martha. He okay. never... N- the movie hasn't, you know, some people call their parents by their first name in some bizarre way that I don't understand, but they've never established that Superman does that. Yeah, I think, I think, he, I don't think he calls his, his mother mum. I think he just says, hello, hello you, hello human. <laughs> you know, like he calls his mum earlier in the film and he just says hi, you know. I think a big problem with the portrayal of Superman in these movies for me is the movies act like Superman came to Earth when he was like 20. Like, he's, he feels distant from all this human stuff, even though he grew up on Earth and he should be more human than Kryptonian. Does he seem distant? I don't think he seems distant. In the Man of Steel, he talks about how he grew up in Kansas and he's, he's American as baseball and apple pie, you know? I I don't know. I feel like there's like a distance between Superman and humanity that feels weird to me. I think he kind of distances himself, but I don't think it's because he doesn't understand social cues or anything like that. I think he's very well tuned in. Like, he knows how to act. He was at the grocery store and he had the bath and, you know, he's going to flood the apartment because he gets fully clothed into a bath. That's what normal humans do, Kyle. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> uh, uh, Amy Adams, again, I, I don't have much to say, but she's still good in these movies. All the actors are good. I really like Jeremy Irons as uh, 
Alfred. Um, Alfred, I think he's a great Alfred. Yeah, he is a really good Alfred. He's looking out. He's looking Alfred. That's just sort of over it. <laughs> he's just he's, yeah. accept, he's accepted what it is they do. It's like yeah, I, I guess we do. Anyway, this. No, like Martha, right? Yeah, I understand what they're going for with the scene, but execution wise, it's so silly. It's so laugh out loud funny to see. It's, why did you say that name? It's just. <laughs> Yeah. And he's as I said, back to his parents dying. It's just, it's, it's laughable. As I said earlier, Batman is unhinged, and I don't think any Batman can be properly seen. But he's so unhinged in this movie that I don't understand why that would even convince him. Uh, because, you know, Superman's just swinging for the fences, and then <laughs> Amy Adams shows up in the nick of time. Lois Lane, this is mother's name. You have a mother called Martha too. See, here's how I would do this movie. He's about to kill, he's about to kill Superman, and then Lois Lane comes over and, t- and takes his offers about to take the shot for him, and then he realizes like, oh, like Superman has a family and stuff. That would be a better execution of that moment than the Martha thing. Eh, uh, possibly, possibly. But then you would be at risk of giving um, Lois Lane something to do in this movie. The ultimate addition, she's lots to do. She's speaking to the general, trying to find out the source of the bullet. The bullet was given to the but, private army by LexCorp. critically, critically, does any of that actually matter to the plot of the movie? No, it is giving her busy work. It is giving her busy yeah. work. And then she throws a spear into the water and then immediately has to get the spear back out of the water again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Should have just left it there. Shouldn't have. Should never have taken it out. Anyway... Let's get back to Doomsday now, because first of all, this is a terrible design for Doomsday. I just he just looks like nothing. I should say I don't think Doomsday looks good in anything. I think the I, I'll agree with that. I think Doomsday is just kind of a terrible design to begin yeah, with. I don't think but... Doomsday is ever particularly particularly visually interesting. This movie does not need Doomsday in the first place. But no, it does not. He's here now, I he's guess. Here. We got Doomsday. Hello, Doomsday. And Wonder Woman shows up, and I, I, I don't know if I like Wonder Woman's theme, but it is certainly memorable. I love Wonder Woman's theme. Oh, great, great! Get used to it when we get to Wonder Woman. By the way, I know I have seen Wonder Woman. That's one of the three movies true, I've seen. So. Get used to it by the time you get to Shazam to the Fury of the Gods. <laughs> get used to We're it quite away from that. <laughs> we are quite away from that. Well, we're talking about what we're. It's very strange, right? Because I have lots of thoughts about Ben Affleck, but I think maybe we should. I'll talk about maybe him when we get to things like Justice League, or even when we get to the Flash, because as the DCU starts to fall apart, you can see the cast are all trying to kind of leave before the films are finished, <laughs> <laughs> but somehow they always end up coming back to do cameos because uh-huh. everyone's doing each other favors. I mean, this 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 movie did spawn the sad flick meme, so. It did, it did. I think unwarrantedly. Everyone gave Ben Affleck shit when he was cast out. That's something people forget now. I think people just kind of accept that he's now a Batman because the DCEU gone on to be a bigger mess. But mm-hmm. back when this film came out, the biggest concern people had wasn't about the concept of them making this as their second end. I know, it was Batfleck, I It understand. was Batfleck. Like, that was crazy. Despite how talented he is. They did that for every Batman, though. They did the same for Robert Pattinson. They did the Michael same for Keaton. Christian Bale. And, yeah. You know, it's always going to happen. Did people react negative? I don't remember. I'm just too young. I don't remember any of the feedback to Christian Bale's. I'm fairly sure I've heard that people were. I mean, you look at Christian Bale's roles before Batman and you can see why people would be concerned because he hadn't really done anything like this before. The only one everyone was happy with the announcement was uh, George Clooney. Everyone thought, that's a good Batman. <laughs> he, he probably could have been a good Batman, to be fair. 
He could, he could have been. He is a good Batman in The Flash. <laughs> uh-huh. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're really not there yet. So, Superman dies. And it's it, it it's an emotional moment. It falls completely flat for me. Not just because... Like, obviously, I know that Superman comes back with future knowledge. But I'm pretty sure, even if I watched this movie at the time, I would guess that Superman is coming back to life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, it's I, not even I, a secret, because, like, the dark moves at the end of the movie, the dark, and it's like, which, oh, well... Which, given how they end up resurrecting him in Justice League, makes no sense. <laughs> no, I know, I understand. But, he's, like, he's obviously that was an indication. Yeah, he's fairly conclusively dead. But, yeah, um, no post credit scene, though. No, I mean, there's a bunch of scenes before the credits that may as well have been post credit scenes, but, yeah. yeah. I quite like the juxtaposition of Superman's big state funeral with the jets and the cannons and the big black coffin with the silver S... And then Clark Kent's very uh, modest funeral and the, 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 the big ground. military funeral. I quite enjoy the big military funeral. I think it's quite effective. Um, uh, whatever. They have this extended funeral scene for a character I know is going to come back, so it just doesn't land for me at all. Yeah, but it's to do with society treating it like the whole film had a big thing of can we trust this Superman? This the whole point of this end is well, look, he's proven himself and he died. This film falls into the trope that I think you disagree with, that someone has to die to kind of prove their strength or importance or anything. Um, but but why? Because it's exactly the same thing as um, Man of Steel, where it's like, as far as the general public knows, he caused this problem that the, he then solved. So this is just like... No, they arrested Lex Luthor. It's all Lex's fault. It's all Lex's Does the fault. General, the general public just saw a big monster man. No, I, I like I can like concede that we know that it was Lex Luthor shenanigans. Lex Luthor is now a villain. Lex Luthor is like he's shunned public businessman that released some sort of Lex Corp experiment and Superman saved the day. Okay, well the movie does not establish that. Uh, the, the, the the movie doesn't, but I can I, I again I think I lots of films don't always make stuff explicit for me to still just kind of acknowledge that well that logically makes sense. Like if Superman saved the day, and ever you know, if you seek his monument, look around you. The the whole film's giving it. Superman's a good guy, and we, the audience, ex- explicitly know what he's done. And the film does at no point kind of treat it as a mystery either. The military's certainly watching it all unfold. I don't know. Just just like in Man of Steel, I think this whole like Superman can we trust him thing is completely half baked. Uh, we'll we'll need to just agree to disagree on that part. But I think this film fairly conclusively comes there, and we can trust him. He's dead now. Of course we can trust him. It's uh-huh. easy to trust the dead. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we have very strongly contrasting opinions in this movie, as expected. Yeah, as ex- as expected. I think when it com- when it comes to some of the other films, as we said, when we done Man of Steel. We'll line up a fair amount, but we have a, we have a rocky <laughs> opening. I I'm curious to see how it goes for our next movie, which is of course 2016's Suicide. Not the Suicide Squad, just Suicide Squad. Suicide, yeah, just Suicide Squad. Um, I pro- I probably imagine I'll like this more than you, but also I'll have my fair amount of criticisms. This is probably the last movie. Or we're going to be th- thoroughly disagree. I don't know, I the Snyder Cut might separate us as well. We'll see. Yeah, the Snyder Cut might, might, might separate us as well, but we'll see, because we are watching both Justice I, League and Snyder Cut. I guess I, I also... I mean, we can talk about this more off camera. I kind of want to throw in some of the things that are not technically 
DCEU movies that came out in the same era and are part of this kind of culture like Joker. I kind of like to throw in yeah, Joker as well. We'll do some robot button bats, the Batman yeah. and the Joker bonus episodes, totally. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I'd, be ha- I'd, be happy. I'd be happy to do that, yeah. Anyway, um, that was that was Batman v Superman. That was Batman vs Superman. Are you doing the outro here? I guess I'll do the outro. G- um, give, give us an energetic bounce, come on. Hype, hype yourself up. Alright, Nathan, where can people find you on the internet? People on the internet can find me at Nathan Tenney on all social medias, basically, around there. It'll be pretty obvious to find. I'm always engaged. Um, I am also the primary operator of our at Enter the DCEU on Twitter as well at the moment, so I'll be posting the episodes in there. If you see anyone discussing anything on there from that account, it's also probably going to be me. Um, well, it's definitely going to be because I don't have access to the account. Well, you do. I would always give you access, Kyle. It's just I think you're leaving that to me to do. Um, yes. You need something to do. I need something to do. Kyle's the tech guy. I'm the PR guy. I'm the one that will shout at you and say you just didn't get it, you know? Um, that's where you'll be able to find me online. And Kyle, where can they find you? Well, they can, of course, find me at Kyle the Scott on YouTube. I think it's Kyle X Scott on Twitter, although is, I've been using Twitter is. a lot less recently than before, which might be the topic of an upcoming video. I'll give it a little drop teaser now. Oh, teaser, everyone! <laughs> but yes, so keep an eye on that. I just released a video about Halo 3, so go It's a go very good video. That. Thank you. It's, I really liked it. And thank you very much for listening, and we will hear from you again when we talk about Suicide Squads. Absolutely. We'll see you next time, everyone. 